What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheeseburger, you stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Clap, 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 clap. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey everybody, why the hell won't you just listen to me? I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello everyone. That's Kevin. Hey y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We are back and uh, we have made it to March. So we are in the same month that Mighty Ducks Game Changers premieres. So this is exciting. A um, lot of... Um, interesting things to come out of the trailer that we talked about in the last episode so if you saw if you didn't listen to the last episode i would recommend it um one thing that i sort of uh went deeper on since that episode was the article that uh lauren graham's character is reading uh, about gordon bombay um so it's it reads a bit like a Wikipedia entry, but the headline certainly makes it seem like an article. It says Bombay out at St. Paul State. Um, so we know that Bombay was the coach of St. Paul State hockey. I assumed which it was is St- fictional. Yes. Yes, which is fictional. I thought it was St. Cloud State. And I was like, oh, that's a nice little tie in, which is a Division One university. In I guess Minnesota. that's like when you say like, oh, he's the head coach at like Texas University, but not University of Texas, but that's obviously what they're going for. Yeah. So um, here is uh, what we can read from the article. Uh, Gordon Bombay, May 12th, 1962. So we got his birthday. That's going to be a trivia question later on, people. So just uh, write that one down. Is a retired American hockey player turned coach. Regarded as a hockey icon, he is considered one of the most iconic and influential athletes in the history of ice hockey. His longevity and success have earned him the informal title of Godfather of Hockey. However, for Coach Armani, that just isn't enough. After six months at St. Paul State, Bob is throwing in the towel, leaving his students and comrades behind. When asked about the sudden decision, Armani stated he, quote, just wasn't a good fit and would be better off, and then it cuts off. Um... A lot of problems with that article. What's that? A lot of problems with that article. Yeah. I mean, this made me think like I could have a business where I just write fake articles for screen. It's it's always the same issue with like newspapers and like how poorly designed they are in shows. Yeah. There is like, I'm pretty sure like one company that makes these fake newspapers for shows. I feel like we should get into this game. I feel like we could contribute a lot. Well, we should tell Brill, it's like for season two, any fake articles you need, we'll do it. We'll work for minimum wage, which hopefully is $15 yeah. an hour then. Um, but get some authenticity. Wage, <laughs> yeah, I like it. I think this is a, this is a uh, big idea for us. I think this could be our, our, our segue into our new careers. But um, the interesting thing to me about this article is that the – focus of the trailer is really about and i think bombay says at one point like i spent my whole life chasing hockey and nothing's got to show for it but in this article he is one of the most iconic and influential of influential athletes in the history of ice hockey no he's an icon who is one of the most iconic. <laughs> yeah yeah that was the first thing that's like it's like when you're padding out your school report it's like oh, i gotta get this word count up yeah. <laughs> And in conclusion, I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> Thus. Yeah. So um, 
well, a little backstory there on a, uh, I guess, an aging Gordon Bombay at this point. Uh, but I'm sure there will be much more um, to come once we can actually see the show. Uh, Seems like they probably wanted to make it clear in the trailer that Bombay is not just like a cameo, kind of like he was in D3. Like mm-hmm. he's very much a centerpiece here. He's not, you know, Lauren Graham is the lead. Um but Bombay is very much up with her, I believe. I don't know who gets first billing, but um, it seems like they wanted to make sure people knew that Bombay is a huge part of this. Yeah, that's a good point. I, yeah, they're both like pretty much pretty up there. So um, yeah, let's move on to the topic at hand here. We'll have Wait, more. Quick, can I give a, a quick shout out to uh, Joyce, who last night was all over the the weird and wacky Golden Globes. She was tweeting up a storm, and she was she was like the most informed person on Twitter. Uh, sure. So wanted to give a quick shout out for that. Sure. Another duck call to Joyce, at JoyceIng61 on Twitter. Also, also, not necessarily a duck call, but uh, Jason Sudeikis uh, gave the highest acceptance speech that I've ever seen in my life, and it was great. uh we'll put that in the show notes i'm sure it's on the internet by this point um but yeah joyce one thing joyce from that tv critics association that i thought um maybe uh, we should have mentioned last week was that lauren graham said this is according to joyce's twitter again that her romance with Amelia was a a quote-unquote slow burn so i feel like we're gonna get two three seasons into this before things really happen but Again, let's move on here. I'm excited for uh, to see which awards the, uh, the show wins at the Golden Globes next year, though. Oh, good point. Yeah, well, we can have a whole episode breaking that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just what is the record and can Mighty Ducks Game Changers hit it? Um, so a lot to look forward to. Um, something I've been looking forward to since last week. Uh, Kevin is on a run with his kin token here. Uh, December 2016, he invests $300 in the cryptocurrency kin token it dropped all the way down to like a dollar eleven. Since last week, he was sitting at like fifty-four dollars and something cents. Kevin, where are we at uh, today? Uh, we've dipped a little bit to forty-six sixty-six. Crypto market's been a little bit down since then. So, mm. yeah, well, it's right. kind of just been all over the place since then. Really, it's been up, it's been down, it's been up, it's been down. It's kind of a roller coaster. And, and Ken will kind of track with like the same as like Bitcoin and Ethereum for the most part. Okay. Well, less exciting that it's down, but yeah. let's move on to the topic at hand. Um, so the topic that Tommy and his genius mind came up with, Tommy, do you want to sort of introduce it for us here? Sure. So I think um, listeners of the podcast will be uh, familiar with the MPAA, which uh, handles film ratings for most of the movies that we see here in North America. And I think kind of like it's always um, the rule of thumb is pretty much you can say the F word once in a movie and still have a PG-13 rating. And so our thought is if you're going to put the F word into each Mighty Ducks movie, perhaps only once into the entire trilogy, where do you use it? Now, obviously, this would move it from a PG to a PG-13 movie, so we're not going to change anything else. But uh, according to um, the actual guidelines, classification, and rating rules, um, a motion picture's single use of one of the harsher sexually derived words, though only as an expletive, initially requires at least a PG-13 rating. More than one such expletive requires an R rating, as much even one of those words used in a sexual context. So we can't say that... Bombay and Charlie's mom fucked 
that would be rated R. But you can say that uh, Bombay doesn't give a fuck about Charlie. Would you say mom. that Bombay fucking had sex with Charlie's mom? <laughs> Maybe. I'm not sure or we want to use our one bullet on <laughs> that. You can say fucking Bombay had sex with Charlie's mom. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a, that'd be an interesting um, review session. I feel like we're towing the line there. So, um, yeah, I mean, depending, we'll see. We'll see uh, what our thoughts are on uh, where this should go in. But, and then we can uh, tackle those judgment calls as they come. Um, do you guys have any uh, initial thoughts that come to mind? I, I have my list for each of the movies. So, first, I just want to make sure we are laying down the ground rules. We're going to do one F word for each of the three Mighty Ducks and then I think we can pick one for the entire trilogy from like the winner of each one. So I think this will be good debate. And I'm really looking forward to not only what Kevin and Mike have to say, particularly Kevin, um, and <laughs> also from the Quackalites. So that, those are those are my thoughts that I want to get out of the way, establishing the ground rules. Okay. All right. Uh, should I go first then? Yeah, I'll, I'll go, go first. first for D1. Yeah. This might uh, surprise me, but I'm I'm woefully unprepared, so I'm, I'm, I'm working through my options in my head. Yeah, we'll right go now. through D1, then do D2, then D3, and then we'll pick the biggest fuck of them all. Okay, will do. Um, yeah, I, I will mention that we did talk about this last week, and Kevin said he was down for it, so it's not like we did tell Kevin. I honestly just totally forgot. What the topic was, and that's why he's uh, woefully unprepared. But D1... I'm going to go early on here uh, when there's still lots of tension between Bombay and District 5 at the time. And at the end of that first game, when uh, Bombay is like, oh, why the hell won't you listen to me? I think this is where Jesse comes in and is like, why the fuck should we? Your thoughts? I think that's really good. Um, one of my thoughts was you don't want to make, you don't want to blow it too early. Hmm. But you also don't want to blow it that, on. That would get us an R rating. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think you want to use it to either have like the most dramatic impact or the most comedic impact. And I think this would give you a huge dramatic impact mm. by having Jesse say, why the fuck should we? Kind of like doubling, like being like, oh, Bombay, you know, like you say hell, we say fuck, fuck you, you know. Um, so I think that's that's a pretty good instance. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I went with all drama. I just as a little precursor here. I didn't even consider using it just for pure comedic effect. Uh, but uh, Tommy or Kevin, do you have your thoughts on D1 here? So if you wanted to go with comedic effect, you could go, go also, and this is earlier again, when Averman says, we really suck. And then, you know, they <laughs> pile up and then Bombay could say, they really fucking suck. Yeah. That's good. I do like that. Just sliding it in there. I feel like um, that would maybe be looked on more favorably just because, you know, it's sort of slid in. If you're a kid, you might miss that. Um, there's not like a heavy emphasis on it, but it does sort of add an extra uh, spice to Bombay's disgust there. I like it. Kevin? Um, so th this one might be a little tricky because it would probably lead to two, but uh, I like in the um, the classroom scene when Bombay says uh, he would say I was being fucking sarcastic but then Carp would probably say let's fucking sarcastic so I don't know if that one would work um, so may I um, 
Also from the guidelines, the rating board nevertheless may rate such a motion picture PG-13 if, based on a special vote by a two-thirds majority, the raters feel that most American parents would believe that a PG-13 rating is appropriate because of the context or manner in which the words are used or because the use of those words in the motion picture is inconspicuous. So mm. you could maybe do two Fs, two fucks, All if right. you get a two-thirds vote, but I don't want to like, go too I like those odds. Far. I like those odds. <laughs> Um, the other one that I had, and honestly, I can't, I'm not entirely sure this happens until D2, but they, do they do the flying V in the, in D1? They do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But does it, does Charlie go behind the net and say flying V? I don't think he does it. Like, I'm trying to think, I don't think he does it with the hands out and it's Jesse, I believe. Cause Charlie's in the back. Oh, Charlie right. scores right. the goal. That's right. Well, um, I, then, okay, in that case, I, I like the idea of going, flying fucking V. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, I do like that. That would be a big, uh, that'd be something I think would have bigger effect later, like after the movie comes out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think like it's a little jarring when you first see it, but like it'd be even more of a classic. Uh Jesse went behind the net there and went flying fucking V. So I like um, that a lot. One um, more thought for D1 is you would kind of have to do like a new line, but um, if you wanted something later in the movie for dramatic effect, you could do after Banks gets taken out of the game and him and Jesse have like kind of a good moment where he's like, you know, cake eater. Um, and he, if Jesse says like, you know, you're a fucking duck or something like that, mm, you could but, do... Well, also, on the, in that same vein, in the locker room, when he when he could just go fucking cake eater, like when he's angry. Yo, Ooh, you know, I think that would be a good good time too. Oh, I like that one a lot, actually, because you've sort of established uh, kind of this. Uh, you, everyone, it's later on, as Tommy mentioned. So you've established the characters and everything, and you know, Bombay is trying to turn it around, and then Jesse shuts him down there. Uh, Jesse, uh, a leader. Jesse's a leader in the clubhouse right now. <laughs> well, yeah, he's an obvious leader. Um, he's just so young, so angry. Um, but uh, also, I, I think it would make sense for it to happen in the Bombay Duckworth uh, Banks's dad meeting, where he's like, "They're fucking kids" or whatever. Mm. Um, I think that would that would be a good spot. Um, I, uh, I, like I, I, I I can't quite think of the exact quotes in, that happened in that in that scene but i'm pretty sure there's a moment that it would slide in where he's like just let him play fucking hockey or something yeah yeah um yeah nothing comes to mind off the top of my head on where we could slide it in but i do think that is a good point um so are we gonna vote here how do we want to do this and vote for one for the so film? i think the um, kind of the leader in the clubhouse right now is jesse saying why the fuck should we hmm Okay. I think you kind of hit all the um, the necessary parameters with that. Um, you could also maybe even lobby the MPAA for Bombay to say, why the fuck won't you listen to me? And then Jesse could say, why the fuck should we? Maybe you'd get the vote on that. If not, you just go to Jesse. Okay. Kevin, your thoughts? I like that. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that best. Okay. I'll keep I'll, it. I'll... Although... The, one thing I will say is I think the most obvious movie for it to be used as in a, in a comedic way is D1. Yeah, maybe when they're like, they find like this, 
Because I was going to say, like, the swimsuit issue, like, when they find that, maybe you could use it, but then it might ooh. be sexually driven. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I'm saying it's more because, like, D1 is a little bit more, like, hijinksy than the other two. Um, I mean, I guess D3, they have, like, the, the pranks and stuff, too. But, um, yeah. I don't know, D1 seems, like, sillier than the rest of them. I guess you could do when Bombay saying, like, they really fucking suck while he's, like, popping pills. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a good one for a comedic effect. Um, but, yeah. I mean, if you guys are picking mine, I'm not going to pick against mine. So... So I think we've got a comedy leader and a drama leader. Okay. I like that. I like that. All right. We got a D2. And I think D2 um, for me was probably the most obvious of them. Um, obviously, Wolf Stance and Gunner, you lost it for me. And then Gunner comes back. You fucking lost it for yourself. Mm. That's good. Yeah. That is a real good one. And you're waiting till the end. Exactly. And like Gunner does his whole sort of character turn there to being a good guy and everything so uh he sort of completes his character turn i should say so uh that is mine uh tommy your thoughts tough to beat that one but a couple other instances you could have you know miss mckay it's like what are we waiting for the fucking ice to freeze let's play and she really gets into the coaching i like that that's yeah so you get that right there i also feel like there's a way to get like kenny Wu to say it like really unexpectedly but I'm not sure what it is. Uh, maybe like when um, when Russ's brother is teaching him to fight uh, sometime in that. Or maybe like conversation. Yeah. Sticks, glove, fucking jersey or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sticks, glove, shirt, fuck you or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Wait, it, well, does that count as a sexual innuendo though? If you no. use it in that context? No, because he's not wanting to fuck him. <laughs> I mean, he um, might be. I don't know. <laughs> uh, for the, the first thing that popped into my head is, um, doesn't Russ, before he joins the team, when he's like heckling them, isn't he like, you guys suck? What he's like, like yes, a bunch suck. of whiny, like whiny fucking babies or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Russ is a good candidate for it. Um, I like the Ken- or, or Or you haven't heard my fucking knuckle puck? <laughs> that would be good i feel like that might come a little uh out of play like that might be a little jarring if that's the only one you're using it for just like russ talking. uh but it would be funny um yeah i mean i personally still like the the ken Wu one the sticks glove or yeah sticks glove shirt fuck you but uh yeah he adds that at the end after he beats up the goalie but um kevin what are your thoughts i i I like russ uh, calling them like whiny fucking babies um um i feel like it's gotta be russ he's like the best the best like trash talker on the team and it's gonna come from it or another one is well i guess this wouldn't work because you can't do it in in a sexual context so it couldn't be like you're fucking the iceland pick or whatever Um, oh uh so that wouldn't work um or but i do think in that scene if we're going drama for that he could be like uh you were sleeping with the fucking enemy or something because then in in that context it's not used that way yeah Um, uh, i also think another good opportunity can't think of any of the quotes offhand but during the the uh three bar um like even if it's just like bombay getting slashed and going fuck (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i think that would work that would make it realistic, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, but again, if we only have one, 
like the Russ is a good point because uh, you know he probably can lay it on the best. But I don't know, Tommy. What's your feeling? Go with drama. I think you got to go with Gunner Stall or yeah, agreed. And I, I think you could also say that Miss McKay saying it would be more. That'd be funny, but I think that might be like an all around like oh like yeah. you get a great response from the audience, right? Yeah, I think, I think it, that would qualify as as comedic though, rather yeah. than than. And dramatic. I guess one one quick sidebar. So whenever the team USA, like the new ducks and the old ducks, they're first meeting each other, and Fulton's about to unleash a slap shot, and Portman's like, "What a bunch of wussies!" Do you think he says "pussies" at first, and they dub over? Oh yes, we've talked about this when we did the, I think we did the meeting or the the minute on this, mm-hmm. uh, and we talked about it. I took a look at that. Um, he's sort of off screen when the line starts, so it's tough to tell uh, what he's actually saying. But maybe that was intentional because they were changing it. But mm-hmm. uh, something we could ask. I, I think knowing Brill probably uh, just, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have no basis for that. <clears throat> but yeah, I think. Going back to Miss McKay, I think it like fits in there like pretty well because she's trying to prove she's this coach and like got to convince the ref. Um, so I think that's one way to do it. Uh, so I wouldn't be against Miss McKay for uh, the comedic, I guess. That has my vote. All right. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm torn between that and and Russ for the comedic ones. I, I just feel like it would work so well with Russ in so many different instances. Yeah. I mean, that is true, but we only, we only get one. I think I'm going highest impact. I'm going with Miss McKay there. Yeah, I, do, I do like the Miss McKay. I'll go with that too. Yeah. All right. Okay. D3. Um, we go to, I got my, mine was with Ted O'Ryan when uh, the Dean comes over, says, you know, they're, they're about to be expelled or whatever. And he says, Ted, I'm trying to do you a favor with these kids gone. You'll get to pick your own team. Let's face it. The ducks are drowning. And then Orion goes, I got my fucking team. Either I stay or, or the, either they stay or I go. So that's a good one. Yeah. And he might say, I can't believe you just swore at me. You go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> He's talking to the Dean there. So maybe it's not the most prudent um, idea, but Tommy? I like the idea of um, of a coach saying it, of Orion saying it. I think, and this would not work, but whenever um, he's like, okay, goodbye, Charlie, or whatever, and wouldn't it be great if he said, like, okay, goodbye, fuckface? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. All right. I, like, anybody else want to fucking join him or something like that? I think Orion would be a good choice. Well, um, I think Charlie's a pretty obvious choice too, just because he's like so ooh, angry that's the entire true. time. Uh, Maybe I'm when he breaks the of, stick over the yeah, like even if it's just like an innocuous like "fuck you" or something like like muttered under his breath or you know something like that. Um, yeah, breaking the stick is a good one. Uh, I think that fits in there, and then it's even more shocking, like what he just did. I like uh, uh, maybe um, Dwayne being like, what the fuck is Tibbet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, That's also, a good comedic one. I think Bombay in like the boardroom scene would when he's like, I'll tie you up in so much fucking litigation or something like that. Ooh. That's um, pretty. It's because it's like an all adults room, basically, you know? I just yeah. Feel like it would fit well in that, in that scene. Yeah, that would also be like a like intimidating moment i think yeah i like it i like the bombay move um yeah just sort of 
sliding it in there and, and really uh, putting the extra oomph on it. But um, do we have, other than Dwayne, do we have any comedic ones for D3? I mean, you could do like Charlie in the beginning when he's like, hi, where are the fucking ducks? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. That'd be, uh, I feel like just, uh, you wouldn't do that in front of the whole school though. I guess you could have like Riley or Cole say, all right, you little duck fucks or something like that. <laughs> That's good. I think Cole, Cole yeah. would be a good one. Because he's like, all right, like, listen up, you pukes or whatever. He, yeah. He says something like that. Yeah, at the lunch table. It's like, you I don't know, like you pukes. This is tradition. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Um, all right, so dramatic effect. Are we going with Bombay uh, in the boardroom? Do we have any other votes? I think that's, yeah. I don't know. I think so. I, I think I'm going with that one. I'm trying to think if there's a better dramatic effect. I think it would have to be like angsty Charlie, but there's yeah. no like, like when he like breaks his stick on the, yeah. the net where he just goes, fuck, you know, really yeah. loud or something. Yeah. That'd be a good one. I I would be I'm willing to entertain that one. Or or him just straight up telling uh, coach like "fuck you" or you know. Yeah. Oh, like adding a line in there. Yeah. As he leaves, you're breaking up the best thing any of us ever had. Yeah. All right. I, adding the Charlie line, I'm I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. I like it. All right. Uh, comedic effect. We going with Dwayne on the tibid. <laughs> I think Cole going like, listen up, you oh, yeah. fucks. <laughs> Either of those, yeah. You duck fucks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, so let's go dramatic first here. We have uh, Jesse Hall in D1. Why the fuck should we? We have Gunnar Stahl. You fucking lost it for yourself. And then you have um, Charlie Conway. Uh, you're breaking up <laughs> the best thing any of us ever had. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> our best dramatic fuck. If we were I to think, add it in a dramatic I, way, uh, think, your thoughts? I think Gunner takes a kick on that one. I think I so. Yeah. All right, Gunner Stall. That's an easy one. So uh, D one comedic effect. We have uh, Bombay. Uh, they really fucking suck. We have D two. What do we do for D two? Oh, we uh, had McKay. Oh yeah, Miss McKay. And then D three. We have uh, who the fuck is Tibbet from Dwayne? I thought we had Cole. Oh, yeah, Cole. Sorry. I, I keep forgetting Cole. Uh, we have uh, Listen Up, You Little Fucks. It's tradition. Best one out of that one. I think it's between Cole and McKay, I, but I don't know if we want to have like the two best ones in D2. I don't know. I like I like McKay because I think there's like a lot of opportunity for um, like after that for it to be funny, like where she's like, oh shit, like I, you know, <laughs> like I, I just like covers her mouth like she cursed. And it's like, or like Charlie being like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think there's a lot of good like reaction shots uh, to that. Um, yeah. So I, I think I'll go with McKay. I I do like McKay too, but yeah, I I the same concern too. If we can't have two fucks in D two, um, so uh, maybe by default we go with Cole. So uh, D one survives without any of them. So quick lights you know where to do give us your thoughts and any other um instances you feel like uh a nice f word might uh fit in with the the theme or the comedic timing of any yeah. of the films we're open to hearing them i want to yeah i want to read those <laughs> yeah yeah maybe i mean depending or, or if we act get them out act them out and send them <laughs> yeah oh yeah 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 just take a video of you on your phone you know 
doing your your thing there. So a, a dramatic reading. Yeah, let's uh, let's move on here to the quack question. Uh, you ask us questions on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, through email. We pick the best ones, try to answer them, and uh, usually do a pretty good job. But who knows? Who knows nowadays? We're all just trying to make it in this world. Kevin, do you have the quack question for us? I do. Uh, this is an email quack question uh, from Tyler Work. Uh, the question is, just discovered the pod and have been going back and back and listening from the beginning. Loving the show. I'm on episode 28 as I write this, so I'm sorry if this question has already come up. What do you think the reaction of the rest of Eden Hall sports programs were when they all of a sudden became the Eden Hall Ducks? Presumably, they'd have to go out and get new uniforms and rebrand everything because the JV hockey team beat the varsity hockey team in a midseason exhibition game. Even, uh, even though the name change was never any sort of official wager that we knew of. Yeah, I like this question because it brings up um, sort of the point of like how much preparation went into this. Like, did Bombay go through the board to like get this approved? Did the board know this was coming, or was this like a renegade Bombay thing? And then it's like, oh, he put the banner down, or, or did it even stick? We we've also talked about. Um how maybe this was just a way to, because they did want to get rid of the Warriors name potentially. Right. And this was the way to do that, albeit, you know, dramatically. Um, but it's also like, you know, Bombay could do it knowing that it'll stick as like a good fuck you to Eden Hall. Like um, I can imagine all these booster clubs being super pissed. Like what the fuck? Now we got to change all of our colors and everything. But there's like someone's dad is um, works for the local sporting goods store. He's like, oh yeah, someone makes so much money off of this. <laughs> I mean, it's also a pretty wealthy school too. So, you know, I don't think they're like hurting for, they're not holding bake sales and stuff to, to buy jerseys. <laughs> yeah, they're not doing a car wash like in Little Giants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it depends on how much like the other coaches and, uh, you know, teams were informed that this was going to happen or could happen after the JV varsity showdown. As Tommy mentioned, we sort of have theorized before that Eden Hall so to realize their way, Linda's petitioning really did the job. And they were like, all right, we got to change the name. And this was uh, an easy way for them to uh, do that. So if if the other coaches knew and stuff, I don't think there'd be too much of a reaction if they knew a name change was coming. But if this was just like they didn't tell anybody and then they just unfurled this banner, I feel like there'd be a lot of questions about, hey, what is our team name? And we got to get new uniforms now and like we're mid-season like are we the warriors are we the ducks as we uh continue yeah, like what, how does the what, football team feel and what happens in this scenario what happens to the banners do they stay the warriors mm. that's a good question i think i don't really know how that works in sports yeah if this was like, a pre- if, a, if a team changes cities they keep like minneapolis lakers on there but like yeah I feel like if they were, if this was like a professional team, maybe they would um, redo the banners. But I don't know, even if it's a private high school, I don't. I think they would keep it up. That's my my theory is Eden Hall sort of keeps this relic of a time when they weren't very PC up for at least a while until it becomes a thing again, and then they eventually change all the banners out. But I think the the banners that are up stay up um, for the foreseeable future. That's a good question. Well, did the Charlotte Hornets win anything before they moved to New Orleans? Well, I, saw, yeah. I guess they never had to worry about that. 
<laughs> the the Sonics won a like are they they went to the conference won. finals. They went to well, they went to the finals or the the NBA finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't know if they if the Thunder have the the Seattle SuperSonics banner hanging. I don't really know what happened there. Yeah, or if they even have it anything hanging. I'm trying to think. I think like the. The stars, like they have retired numbers from the North Stars days, and they're still sort of North Stars colors. Yeah. Um, but like it's not that much of a difference. So I don't know if they were like completely different color scheme or something. It would be um, different. It's tough to know. But um, yeah, I guess if the we go back. Oklahoma City Thunder seasons Wikipedia page, they mm-hmm. do include the Sonic seasons. Oh. So. Well, yeah, they hold all the they they maintained all the records. Yeah, but I guess like, we're just talking about like, do they have the banners? Yeah, yeah, and just the previous gear. Yeah. So, uh, what do we think the reactions were? I think there's a lot of confusion, a lot of question, a lot of questions for the dean, a lot of questions for the board. Uh, but I think everybody eventually just, um, you know, goes with it once they, the initial hubbub, dies off. I think everyone just doesn't really care because it is just sort of a nickname um and i don't yeah i think once it starts going people don't really um pay much attention to it and until they sort of until someone mentions something about these banners hanging up that are still offensive but uh do we agree with that any disagreements there no No disagreement here okay Kevin just had a big yawn. That was what the pause was for. Uh, he was tired at like 5 p.m. Or was it 4 p.m.? I, I had a big big lunch. Big lunch. <laughs> of, of leftover dinner. I, had, I couldn't help myself and I ate a, I ate a lot. What'd you Fair have? Uh, Petra and the Beast. Shout out to Petra and the Beast. It's delicious. I mean, what did you have from there? Uh, it's like a slow roasted chuck flap. Um, uh, some puree that was like celery and and potato puree that was incredible uh had some yeast rolls um a then, lot fancier than our your user that uh, our listeners probably are yeah, realizing yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah it's it's a, it's a really delicious restaurant in dallas if you happen to be in dallas go to petra and we and order pickup all right well this is a great pod uh don't call to them <laughs> And thank you to our producers, our executive producers, Elsie Barnett, Brian Berg, Alex Yabara, Josh Licht, and Bobby LaMere. Our regular producers, Deborah Chen, Jeremiah Bershey, Adam Ferry, Joyce Ng, Jared Beasley, Lisa Wolbig, Anthony Geoffrey, Jeff Fantas, Matt Holtwith, and Stevie Yanks, and anybody else that Kevin forgot to tell me uh, donated. I, I don't think there are any this week. Okay. And uh, you too can become a producer of the show. Links in the show notes. It helps us out. Um, we have been growing the pod um, since you guys started donating. That is basically all that money is going to uh, just to keep things going and to grow it. So uh, it's very helpful. We appreciate it. Uh, for us, thequacktag.com, at quacktagpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quacktagpod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars. Tell us where you think if you had one fuck where would you put it in the Mighty Ducks trilogy? You had one and, fuck to give. <laughs> if you had one fuck to give, where would you give it in the Mighty Ducks trilogy? Uh, go to the shop, get your gear, and remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly the fuck together. Black fucking fly. The quick dick is back,
And that's why we're rated TVMA or whatever on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Way, way too many fucks in this episode. <laughs> yeah. This one might get us banned. 